Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Steph Curry got a cook tonight against the Grizzlies and John Morant. Would you say, though, if basketball is his favorite sport, would golf be like 1B? He's become a hell of a golfer. See, yeah, because he grew up around golf courses. He did. And me, yeah, like Carolina. we was talking during the break, first time I ever touched a golf course was in 1996. Touched a golf club or a golf course? Of course. course like okay. ever. Okay. In 1996. Where? When I went to visit the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh-huh. Sawgrass, that was the first time I seen a golf course. Did you play? No, we just ate at the, I guess maybe at the country club or something. Me, <laughs> me Tom Coughlin, Michael Hughes, uh, who was the general manager at the time, and then like some somebody else. I'm trying to think who else was there. You grew like up in a, L.A. There's millions of courses throughout L.A. You've yeah, who never, the hell am I growing up with? Your first experience at a golf course was in Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah, but who at, at as a college graduate, who in the hell am I growing up with in South Central L.A. that's going to golf courses? It's mean, a fair point. Why are you like, looking at me? I'm, I, I'm just – Think about it, though. Like looking at you. <laughs> no, seriously. You're a handsome guy. I was a caddy. I was a caddy growing up. Yeah, I wanted so to make you, some money. There you but, go. So, also, but that's how I learned golf because I Plainfield Country Club, you know, it's yeah. down at Ross Course. Like, I grew up so wanting to make money, and so you I caddy. And you grew up around space and area, and you went to Duke with all these courses and stuff like that in North Carolina. I went to USC. It wasn't, I mean, come on, man. What is it, a South Central Country Club? Like, come on, stop. Is there? No, no, that's not a South, South Central, Central Country Club. Country Club. Uh, who's there? to say that somebody didn't just say, "Hey, Key, let's go play some golf today." Let's go. Who? It doesn't matter who. Nobody. Uh, I'll be honest. Yeah, if I didn't work, and the only reason I worked as a caddy is because my dad knew somebody who worked at Amex. And you want to make some? But money. my dad never played golf growing up. But you know, Fort Lauderdale. They didn't, he didn't play golf you know, when he was in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, yeah but it, it's. I mean, I'm not comparing Fort Lauderdale to. No, but to it's South like, Central, but like where you my, the pocket in which my dad grew up, they weren't saying let's go although, play golf. Although True. there is go a play course, ball, you know? a course in Los Angeles that is in like Gardena, which is like removed from South Central. Okay. It's probably forty five minutes, not even that. Probably thirty five minutes. It's a public course, but I mean, like we're not going over there. There's nothing for me to do. In that area. Let's just say all the kids I grew up with, no kids were like, let's go play golf today. Yes. Let's go hit some balls. And so Steph some... Curry grew Gambling up is illegal it. at Bushwood. And let's go I throw never some slots. rocks at Let's the creek. see if Michael Collins, when he Well, that's why I want to ask Michael exactly. Collins, who joins right now on the Goodyear Hotline, the PGA Championship going on. <laughs> <laughs> He's already laughing. MC, what was the first, about it? the first golf course you ever <laughs> went to? <laughs> see... Key, I'm 100% with you, man. And, see, and I grew up I grew up in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, but not in the nice part. So there was none of my boys was like, bruh, yo, today, before we go out and do our thing, we're going to hit that golf course real quick. No. <laughs> we're going to play golf in the hood just a little bit. And, look, Lancaster, Pennsylvania wasn't like I had an option to be like, all right, I'm either going to play golf with my homies over here or find some new Amish friends because, yeah. you know, they get down on the golf course all the time too. Horse and buggies with a a rack on the back with golf clubs. You ain't never see that. That ain't what? Oh, you ain't never see that. It does explain the beard. That just cracks me up. Now I did have a couple of what's that? It does explain the beard though. <laughs> it's a little Amish. Just a little just, bit right now. But that's because I can't get to the barber shop. My barber was down for the count for a little bit. So, oh. you know, it's I, it's definitely going from beard to face afro right now. It just gets a little out of it. Especially in the wind here in Kiowa. Get a little sand in there. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm. Well, let, let's it's let's a little too high maintenance. Let's talk about how difficult high maintenance. I can relate. Let's talk <laughs> about this golf course right now because 
Bryson DeChambeau wanted to unleash the beast. And then a day later, it's the most difficult course I've ever played. It's taken down some of the golfers, isn't it? Yeah, but, yeah, but see, Bryson did say at the beginning of the week that this isn't a golf course where he can let loose. It just doesn't allow you to do that. So Bryson knew coming in, and kudos to the PGA of America, right? Like, Bryson ain't the only dude saying that this is the hardest course they've ever played. Like, guys were saying that at the beginning of the week by Tuesday when they were playing nine holes, and most of the time it's the USGA. So the PGA of America, they're the ones that get to go dust them shoulders off just excuse me usga why don't you go sit down over there for a minute because as hard as this golf course is you know what you haven't heard anybody saying it's unfair they set the course up because of the wind direction and made it fair so somebody like Corey connors who went out in the afternoon and they didn't have big wind yesterday shooting five under par and has a two-shot lead getting to play in the morning with light wind he could run away with this kind of quick those big name dudes need to do something and the forecast for the wind this afternoon, oh, I just talked to a caddy. You see the guys right behind me. I was talking to a caddy, and he goes, I'm so glad we're playing in the morning. Why? Forecast for the wind, 27 miles an hour. <laughs> he started laughing. That's messed up. Mike, I got to ask you, you know, I, I love golf. I always paid attention to it. Uh, but I, I've seen a lot of strategies that I would try to apply to my game uh, yesterday, especially on 18. Let me hit into, let me hit into the grandstand. <laughs> In order to get a free drop, so I get that cushy, fluffy lie. You know what I mean? I get that lie. It, it, yeah. it, was that mind-boggling yesterday, yeah. or did you enjoy it? No. No. Well, it's not that I uh, – I didn't enjoy it. But I do like the fact that golfers will take advantage of a situation that the rules officials or whoever set up the course didn't think of. And that was just one of the things they didn't think of. Number one, the wind wasn't supposed to blow out of this direction. It's normally 18 normally plays downwind. And if they play that back tee, even downwind, the tents on the left-hand side are not in play. But because it was into the wind, they moved the tee boxes up. Guys were like, hmm, I'm not going to hit it in the bunkers on the right because it's dead over there. And if I miss, where can I miss where I might get a good lock? <gasps> Look at those tents over there. <laughs> if I hit it there... That's an immovable obstruction. I get a free drop and don't have to hit it from a porch. And so you knew when guys started doing that and missing it way, way left, that that's where the PGA of America was like, no, and God, son of a, I can't believe they figured that out. You're not supposed to. But I will tell you this. I bet you, I bet you that tee box might not be used again, even if it's into the wind, because that's the PGA of America going, oh, yeah, okay, okay. You know what? We're going to back you up so you can't even reach that. There you go. Is you hit your three woods in there. Nanny, talks? nanny, boo-boo. Is that how now. they talk? That's how they talk to PGA America. I'm saying, I'm saying somebody, you know how it goes. When, when you make somebody look bad, instead of being like, we at the PGA of America are very happy with the course setup, and then you make them look bad, and they go, uh-huh, all right, okay. That's why we're going to do things? Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, Mike, uh, the, everything with the wind and everything going on, why was Corey Connor better in, on the field yesterday than everybody else? You know, it's, it's playing smart golf. And the wind that was forecast for the afternoon yesterday wasn't nearly as bad as, as was forecast. It, the wind just laid down a little bit. You know, and a lot of times 
a guy like Corey Connor, who he's from Canada, so he's played in some really tough conditions before. It doesn't really shake him off that much. And he just played really smart golf and put himself in really good positions. This is one of those golf courses, if you find the fairways and just hit the middle of every green, at worst you're going to have a 20-foot putt for birdie. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. So late in the afternoon, when the wind laid down a little more than it was supposed to, he just had one of those rounds. And, and look, I'm going to tell you right now, you can expect one of those rounds out of somebody today. I don't think it'll be Corey because most of the time, guys who go out there and shoot that well, it's tough to back up, especially at a major. But expect somebody else to go out there, especially early when the wind is like it is right now. Expect somebody to go out and have a good round this morning, probably another five under. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Michael Collins, our ESPN Golf Analyst, joining us right now on the Goodyear Hotline from the PGA Championship at the Ocean Course in Kiowa Island. And, and I love how you stand there by the range, complete confidence, back turned to a line of golfers just swinging away as we know at most, <laughs> most driving ranges. You're not going to do that. You're not going to do that, but you have complete confidence no. just no. standing where you are. Yes. But we had fun yesterday. If with you think you. I'm good, let me tell you, look, there's a Cadillac about 20 yards in front of where these guys are hitting from, and I'm telling you, whoever put that Cadillac there does not play golf because I keep thinking at some point he's going to be on the phone. Um, did we take the insurance on the uh, with the – Look, don't ask what, why. Just answer the question before I tell you. We'll, we'll see what ha- happened was. Yeah, you're going to need safe flight to come and fix that windshield when you get a chance. But still, <laughs> yep. with, uh, when we talked to you yesterday, you were very high on Rory McIlroy. So what had happened yesterday? Three over. Yeah, more wind? That was, that's a very much of a, what had happened was, yeah. you know, quite honestly, it's as simple as this. It's hard to be the favorite in golf and know that everyone's calling you the favorite. And Rory knew it, too. He just had an off day. And if we're being completely honest about Rory McIlroy, he has normally three really good rounds and a bad round. Yesterday was his bad round. His bad rounds normally happen on Thursday or Saturday. I think they happen on Thursday. Psychologically, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, you put so much pressure on yourself. Like, I'm the favorite. I got to do well. Everything has to be perfect. And golf isn't a game of perfect. It's a, it's a game of misses. And being confident going, yeah, it's all right. I can miss a little bit. No big deal. But if you think you have to be perfect, then you put that extra pressure on yourself. And you can see during the round, shoulder slumping, chin on chest just a little bit. And you're like, uh-oh, Rory's having that round. And when you can turn a bad round, what would have been a 75 or a 76, into a 72 or a 73, hey, that's what you're trying to do. So, and my boy John Rom, what are you looking for? <laughs> no, you're not, not even close. You got to go Mike. either back to the clubhouse or the closest one is over there. Just or, send yeah, John uh, look, yeah. look, look, Come on, John, figure it out. Yeah. Hey, Mike, Mike thanks a no, lot for – Let me tell you something. That's, the, bad, the bad thing is they – Somebody didn't think the whole Porta John situation out correctly <laughs> up here in the driving range. I hear clubhouse you. like 200 yards that way, and the other ones are way over there. You don't want to go where the public is, you know, because John, they chase him in there. Yeah. All right, Mike, thanks for joining us, man. We appreciate it. And I'll see you at my course in South Central L.A. so we could tee off. The South Central Club. Yeah, the South, the South Central <laughs> Club. I have so many jokes right. about this up on some Mike. golf clubs. Or yeah, something. yeah. <laughs> Michael <laughs> Collins. In which there will be no golf. I started at the with club. 14, now there's only four of them in there. <laughs> hey, have a great weekend. Enjoy the rest. <laughs>
of the BGA. Oh, yeah, All the best. You know I will, man. I love right. talking to you guys. Have All a right, good MC. weekend. You too, bro. ESPN Plus gives you live daily coverage of the PGA Championship from the Ocean Course in Kiowa Island. Starting, of course, today. Stream. Well, it's been already underway. Stream the exclusive main feed each morning. Featured groups every day and more. Sign up now at ESPNPlus.com slash golf. The GOAT argument about to be reopened. Oh, oh here we go. Oh, That's next. KJZ, ESPN what you, Radio. What do you think they're serving at my club in South Central? <laughs> no, Food-wise. I, I'm so many. No, I can't. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> yes. Coming up this morning on KJC, NBA Commissioner Adam Silver on the play-in tournament and the state of the NBA as we head into the playoffs. Adam Silver with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. This morning at 9.15 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN News. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Or continuing a debate that feels like in sports, a debate that's just never going to go away. R.I.P. The Evergreen Debate. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase Allen Hahn in for Zubin. And you heard it. Charles Barkley said it. And I by the way, we tell already where you're going. Well, by the way, we've been saying that on this show. I said this on this show since we started. I was like, if LeBron James goes through Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving, you tell me what's the most loaded team Michael Jordan has gone through. Different era, though, no, Jay. That, I understand this. I, but but compare you're right when it comes compare to talent. Talent. Yeah, power. It's just different, I know, though, I, I, that's, well, that's what I'm saying. It is different. It doesn't make – well, compare, compare talent on the this The toughest like, team that Michael Jordan, you could argue, the toughest team he had to get through would have been the Pistons. 
Okay. And at he the was, very end of the Pistons, you know, their their championship era. Wait a minute. And he was did he have to get through the Lakers? The the Lakers that t- magic was magic was it was only old, magic yeah, yeah. they got to a final I'm but to think, it was what, only I, magic at that point I you, guess, I, again you go with Stockton Malone and and that team was a great team yeah, that's, so with I'm two superstars but you're talking about three a big three like this that we've never seen like I'm telling you that but never you also have to add in the add in the specter I think what 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 Charles was saying was you also add in get through the Clippers. Right, you got to get through. Like, I understand he's get got, to the he's final got a gauntlet that he has to get through. Gauntlet is the best yeah. way to describe. Yeah. it. And you just won a championship in October. Yeah, I mean, October get, of this year. But you could put Jay. Yeah. You know how last that year, goes, though, year. man. What is that? You 10 know, months? we can start to not pick even. it. And I'm Less not. I'm not saying one way or another because I enjoy them both, and I don't care what nobody say. I'm like always wine, be that way. Two both great yeah, bottles of wine. But you legendary classic. You can also pick through. Oh, Michael Jordan had to do this. He had to do that. He went through the Olympics and he came back. And you know, it's all that same thing with LeBron. You can argue those points. There's no question about it. I just think that for me, both of them, different eras, and they're both just spectacular works of art is what I would call it. I agree. I just, you know, we do this. this this. I I just, I I just want to pay homage because I feel like people love to break down LeBron and be like, well, he's gotten to the finals so many times and he just, he didn't complete the deal. Right. We're praising Steph Curry. So we know what we're doing. Right. And he deserves all the praise. We're saying Steph Curry for what he's done with this team. He got them to the eighth seed. Okay. Take that same argument. Make it applicable to LeBron James, all the teams that he's carried to the NBA Finals. Not the eighth seed, the NBA Finals. So, and people Which like is to say, hard to do. It, it's incredibly difficult to do. And then people say, well, Jordan was 6-0 in the Finals. I'm like, okay, fine. That's your argument. LeBron James doesn't have that great of a record in the Finals. But let's talk about all the other things that Jordan did when they Man, didn't reach the Finals. To the finals nine Jordan times. couldn't beat Bird in the Celtics in the playoffs, faced them twice, was swept both times. Couldn't get to the Finals. Right? Jordan was 1-3 in series against the Bad Boy Pistons team. Couldn't Jordan get to the Finals. Jordan was 1-9 in playoff games, two first-round losses before Scottie Pittman got there. Couldn't get to the Finals. All I'm saying is, like, take on the whole body of work before you just want to use the finals to disregard the greatness of LeBron Normally James. when we talk about Michael Jordan's career, we talk about it from 1990 forward. Yes, but we do. Normally we don't talk we about do any aspect career. before. Everybody and, forget and, about everything else. That's yeah, what I'm no, saying. No, no, that is absolutely fair. We forget he got into the league in 84. So, yes, yeah, so I completely understand that part of it. And that's what makes this, of course, the, the, the argument Man, I just is one of the greats that we do. And, and that's what, again, with, pose it the way Charles Barkley posed it, and that is if LeBron this year – Leads the Lakers to a championship and has to go through the Brooklyn Nets to do it on top of the gauntlet, as Key used the word, uh, of the Western Conference that includes the Clippers. Would this move him ahead in your eyes of Michael Jordan as far as that all time, the GOAT status thing? 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. It begins, by the the way, Lakers, Suns, game one, Sunday, 3 p.m. Eastern on ABC and ESPN Radio. So it begins there. Keyshawn, J. Will Zubin, Alan Hahn in for Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. But but I, I think it does kind of bring you to that point. <laughs> and you keep going back to Kareem. I'm just you don't saying, even think, no, So you don't think you can do – Let's just have that conversation, though. Like, this the – Jay ran off what? You ran off all Jordan stuff. Yep. You ran off some of LeBron's. But if you run off some of the Cap stuff – all the way from high school through the NBA. But the argument will be, oh, it's a different league. He was playing against this it's guy. A different that, era. It's a, it, but you just said that about Jordan No, I'm LeBron. saying that would be the argument. All I'm saying is appreciate all of them. 
Why do you have to argue about which one was the greatest and nice. leave a guy like that off the conversation? Well, that's nice to say, but that's not what we do in basketball. But we don't, well, Jay. We don't do that. Man of Kareem, I know we don't. That we, I, know we don't. Always, I, I mean, I give Cap, I give Cap, the, I give Cap the respect he deserves. That's 100%. why I said he's in the penthouse. For Change me. the game. Yeah, he is in, he's the, in, like, the, he's penthouse. in the penthouse with LeBron and Jordan. Man, that dude was hitting sky and Kobe's, from the free Kobe's throw close right there too. But <laughs> can we just keep it in this though? Because this seems to be the one that everybody get really gets as no, get emotional about the Jordan versus LeBron, and it's the one that even LeBron acknowledges publicly that he is chasing this ghost, that he felt like this, the blocked shot uh, in the championship with Cleveland. Remember, he said that famously, that, that gave, that's when I became the GOAT. And, and, he believes and, that play, that's when I became the GOAT. So you can tell it is on his mind, as it should be. And I like that. I like the fact that he at least gives us that kind of candor, that he's not trying to, oh, athletes, we don't think about that stuff. Of course you do. Well, and chasing, LeBron acknowledged that he did. He's chasing. I'm going back to Kevin Durant yesterday. He's chasing. Michael Jordan's greatness because it was put on him by so many of you guys in the beginning of his career. So then he had something to measure himself on. And that's what happens to players, no matter if it's a Jay, myself, I'm measuring against the success that was before me that laid down that foundation. Mm -hmm. Whether it was Kobe that was chasing Jordan at some point in time because there was the comparisons on a constant basis. Then it was the All-Star game in New York, and it was the second coming up. Right. You're always going to have that. But all I want to do is enjoy them both. Yeah, I just want to say something because I'm, I'm, I'm tired of the comparisons because we always do that. I just want to provide context for people. But I will say this as we relate to a comparison. LeBron's path has been – it seems like it was way more challenging early than it was for MJ, right? LeBron James was on the cover of Sports Illustrated when he was, what, 17? 18, the chosen one. Like, think about LeBron has surpassed all those expectations. Would you not say he hasn't surpassed that? Like, and and it's, he, to live up has, to that hype, which is yeah, a time you were in high school. One of the most phenomenal things about his high story. school. Yeah, the lot. pressure of that from high school yeah. to not crack in that. Like, Jordan oh, had time sure, going to North Carolina. I'm not saying that Jordan didn't have hype around him because Jordan yeah, but did. For sure he but, like, not that. to the same magnitude that LeBron had in high school. Oh, yeah. He, it's so many people that would grace the front covers of. Magazines as the next and the this and the that when they're young. And well, I mean, mean Wiggins was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. You know, you mean right? Out. Wiggins was on the cover of Sports Illustrated when he was college. So like Le- LeBron, Felipe Lopez. Yeah. Felipe Le- Lopez. LeBron was not a bust. Not Stop. even close. See, come on, right? Man. You go well, no, 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 no. But that's the that's the example of somebody that had all this anticipation and hype, and I mean, almost it seemed like it was. Un- there's no chance he could reach the hype, and he has, and maybe even exceeded it. Right, like that's the. I'm not going back into the example. bus. I'm not going back into. That not, I was using it as just, just again because we had talked about it. Yes, here's a guy uh-huh. that lived up to pretty much All, everything, everything, if not beyond it. Yes, yeah. which is what makes him so remarkable, and why that discussion. And I know you want to bring in Kareem. That's a completely different conversation. This is just simply one guy who th- everybody thought by the end of his career, oh, all time great, and then here comes along right after him. A kid who then they thought, well, can he be the all-time great? Well, keep it. And he became that. And but then everybody it. says, well, he's not clutch. And I'm like, oh, well, actually, if you look at the stats. It shows the, that he's clutch. And in the postseason, he's postseason he has five postseason buzzer beaters. Mm-hmm. Jordan has three. 
Right? I'm just saying. I mean, no, I'm, but, but I'm just saying. But uh, no, I'm not. I'm not comparing. I'm I know, but people try to say, "Oh, he's not clutch. He doesn't make the. He always makes the right play." I'm like, "Well, actually, he has more postseason buzzer beaters." What do you mean he's I not love clutch? The passion behind it, though. See what do you what mean does? he's not clutch? This, this brings a lot of passion. And for you, Mister, all I'm saying Mr. is, Mister Media Guy. No, all I'm saying is, he loves to do that. Too, when you talk about the greatest of all time. Put him in that conversation. That's all I'm saying. Put Kareem in I that conversation. Saying. I don't think you're wrong. It, but if you want to talk specifically about those two, I yeah, understand I think what you're there's, saying. There's, a, there's just, just say, a debate between the two. Okay, so people need to say, who's better? That's what it is. Is it Jordan or is it LeBron? But this whole greatest of all time, and you leave the cap out? Y'all, y'all don't know sports do, do you think it's – You don't we, know sports. We are infatuated with those, like, assassins, like, those guys. Like, there was – Jordan – to be the first, like, it doesn't matter, winning over everything. Like, I'm going to take your heartbeat. Like, there was something that makes fans, like, you love that. And you know why you, you love, love it? that? I'll tell you why you love it. Because as fans, that's how you feel. Yeah. You're as invested. So when you find somebody who's not only supremely talented, but also as maniacal as you are about winning, because as a fan, that's what you are. You're maniacal about winning. But Every different- game, you, I want my team to win, and when they don't, it ruins my day. And when I find an athlete that it ruined his day, too, because they lost – Oh, I'm all about but, that but, player. But there are different versions of being maniacal about winning, though, right? It's not like like LeBron James is maniacal about winning. He just he his his game is built more like magic in his style of doing. It doesn't mean he's less maniacal about the process. I don't think he is he at just, all. But people look at it that way. People compare like well, like let's that, yeah, and let's find out. Let's find yeah. out what the people think, as we generally do with this debate. Eight 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 say ESPN. Eight 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 seven two nine. 3776. So we'll get to your calls, your input certainly on this. The NBA play-in tournament on ESPN Radio. Tune in tonight as the Warriors host the Grizzlies. Presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations. So we'll get to your calls and continue this conversation after SportsCenter. You're one. Fly ball to right field. Well hit. Albert Pujols has hit his first home run as a Dodger. Of course he did. That was the call. AM 570 LA Sports. Albert Pujols homered for the Dodgers in a 3-2 win over the Diamondbacks. The three-time NL MVP's 668th career home run, most among active players, fifth all-time. Pujols joined the Dodgers from the Angels on a one-year deal Monday, and the Dodgers have won four straight since then. On to the NBA play-in tournament. So the Wizards move on. They beat the Pacers 142-115. to Another blowout. That was in the Eastern Conference play-in tournament for the eighth seed. So the Wizards now move on to play the 76ers in the 1-8 bracket. The Sixers, the top seed in the East. As for the Western Conference, Warriors-Grizzlies tonight with a chance to earn the final playoff spot in the West. And that would be a date with the top-seeded Utah Jazz in the first round. The game is on both ESPN TV and ESPN Radio. Coverage begins at 8.30 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder, they have verbally agreed to a trilogy fight. The fight set for a tentative date of July 24th. Earlier this week, an arbitrator ruled that Fury was contractually obligated to give Wilder a rematch after the two men fought to a draw in 2018. Fury then picked up a seventh-round TKO victory to win the WBC heavyweight title in February of 2020. Sports Center brought to you by Goodyear. Goodyear knows from here on out, every game is a chance to create momentum, to make the right pass, the right move, to hit the perfect shot. It takes momentum to get through the playoffs. It takes everything to capture a title. Goodyear, more driven. You know, it's been a while since we've been in postseason. 
It's been a while since we had one of those type of every possession count games. James puts up the three. Oh, it's gone. LeBron James from downtown. The Lakers are in the playoffs. And uh, we got one postseason game under our belt. We look forward to the next one. We have to find that, that swag again, find our swag, knowing that we're the defending champion. Nothing's going to be easy for us because we do have a target on our back and every team wants to beat us. So, you know, this is going to be a challenge. Uh, we accept the challenge. Let's go! And now the challenge for the Lakers to see if they can mm. be the seven seed mm-hmm. that upsets a two-seeded mm-hmm. Phoenix Suns. But mm-hmm. is it really an upset? Come on, because man. the Lakers are not really a typical seventh seed. Well, for the NBA, though, this has been quite the week. Even though the games have mostly been blowouts other than that Laker Warriors game, the ratings have been terrific. Adam Silver, the NBA commissioner, is going to join us at 9.15 Eastern this morning to discuss that and more about the NBA. So you definitely want to stay tuned for that. But we want to hear from you on the conversation that just seems to always float back uh, into our consciousness when we're talking about the NBA, and that is what they call the GOAT conversation. I know Keith said if you're talking about greatest of all time, you got to talk about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I completely agree, but this tends to be more of a Jordan versus LeBron type of discussion. Yeah, so let's keep it there. And Right, and that's where we'll keep it. Charles Barkley did suggest that if the Lakers get through the West, maybe even beat the Clippers to get there, and also beat a talent-laden, star-laden Brooklyn Nets, that you might have to push LeBron ahead of Michael Jordan in that debate. What say you? 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We go... First to Keith in Texas. Go ahead, Keith. Uh, Yes. So here's my take on it. I think LeBron is the greatest of all time for this generation. I think Jordan was the greatest of all time for his generation. But I'll give the slight edge to Jordan just because he did it on one team with multiple players around him coming in and out. There was only one or two players that stayed the same throughout the whole team. And he never left and went to another place and had to say, hey, Kyrie, will you come play with me? I need help over here and chase rings around, which I feel kind of LeBron did. So I give the edge to Jordan. Can I ask you a question? How much much factors into the fact that Jerry Krause and Phil Jackson were on that team? I mean, I think it factors in a lot. But, I mean, if we could do the same thing with, say, Tom Brady. Would Tom Brady be the GOAT if he'd have went somewhere else? It's all about the right people at the right place at the right time to bring out the best in a player, and that's what happened with Jordan. He Thank just you. don't kiss Yeah, well, I just feel it, like for it, Brian it was just a little bit different not having that type of different. support system in place. I mean, that's yeah, – so you're talking different. about Phil Jackson, one of the greatest coaches to ever coach. Yeah, well, granted, different. Jordan was a huge part of that. But why would you leave? And, and just, to, again, Keith had a couple of things. Number one, you can't have a greatest of all time in a, in a generation. Then you know, You're greatest of your generation, generation. but not all, – all time uh, means all generations. That's one, and I know it's semantics, but still – that and number two, LeBron didn't ask Kyrie to join. Well, him I think anywhere. I think yeah, exactly. what he, what he, he meant mixed was, up some stuff there. Yeah, he mixed it up, but I think what he was just saying different players. To me, if we're going to do that part of it, LeBron's to me is a little bit harder because the consistency of Jordan was there. Scottie Pippen didn't go anywhere. Right. I mean, it's so the you, core stayed it pretty intact. much stayed intact. Where LeBron, every three or four years, he had to find a new face, a new coach, a new something. New system, new everything is just different. That's just harder. LeBron to has choose. never had his Phil Jackson, whereas Michael did. 
Remember when how much it's, not even, it's not even Phil Jackson as much as it is stabilized. Yeah. Jordan was stabilized where LeBron, you know, it's a different coach. Like I said, every three years it seemed like, you know, a, a different Jordan players. trusted that the Bulls were always going to have build a championship team around him. LeBron left Cleveland because he couldn't trust that they would. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, That's fair. Yeah, no, I, I, that's, when he left, fine. it made sense. They, and, had, they were getting old players, bringing in Shaq. I mean, they were bringing in old guys. <laughs> I forgot to, the diesel. And then, by the way, like, yeah. I, I, I get that, you know, people find that as an argument to be angry at LeBron for, oh, he's, he's chasing reins. He's jumped around. He did leave Miami to go back to Cleveland, the place he left, to bring them the first ever championship. Let's he get went some, back to Cleveland. Let's get some more calls here. Josh is in Maryland. Me. Josh? You guys doing? It's, uh, I love watching you guys' show in the morning. Thank you. I'm going to have to say, Jalen Rose said something the other day, though, in an interview that I thought is really relevant in this. Is, is I feel like LeBron is only half a player because it's always about the scoring aspect of things. When is he ever showing up on the defensive end of things? Jordan always showed up on the all defensive teams that. I got it. Josh. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. Josh, right there. Josh, hold on. Josh, Josh. He made one of the stop greatest on. chase down blocks in the history of the finals. One of bonk, the greatest bonk. defensive plays in the history of the finals. A championship clinching defensive play happened. It's one of the most famous plays. So that argument, terrible. Keith in Illinois, please save this, Keith. Hey, what's going on, guys? How we doing? <laughs> hey, so I'm. I think that LeBron is better. Whenever you just look at the stats, how many times that LeBron was favored in the finals through Vegas odds, and how many times that Jordan was favored in the Vegas odds, I believe LeBron was only favored twice. Michael was favored every time. And then whenever you start looking at the Hall of Famers, people forget that Tony Kukoc was just inducted into the Hall of Fame this year. They say that Michael didn't have no Hall of Famers. So I think LeBron all day long. That's, yeah, I mean, again, the core of that team, what they had, they had pieces, and they trusted. Yes. As All the issues that they might have had with Jerry Krause, he was still able to build a roster, a championship roster. They had a coach that stayed there forever. They all believed in and trusted. At least, again, the main players yeah. believed and trusted. I know Scotty didn't love Jerry Krause, but they trusted Phil Jackson. You said it best. He had the, the consist- consistency, yes. the stability. Yes. And when LeBron left the first time in Cleveland, he left for one reason. They didn't have any of that. They didn't have none of that. But then he goes to Miami, and they struggled. For, well, they didn't struggle. Went to, they went to the finals Pat Riley, lost. consistency, stability. Yeah, that's stability. why you go to Miami. And that's why you go. Then he went back, like Jay said, to Cleveland to just, to okay, I'm going to help wanted. y'all. Yeah. I know I left, and let's just make it right. Then that got weird. So he bounced again. It's, I mean, like, it's, it's like saying during Jordan's career, go ahead and put – Clyde Drexler on the Utah Jazz with John Stockton and Carl Malone and let Jordan go against that team. Because essentially that's what LeBron has faced with Kevin Durant, Klay Thompson, and Steph Curry. And potentially for LeBron James again, could be facing James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving. Yeah. I, like, put Clyde Drexler on the Utah Jazz and then like, let's see how that pans out for the <laughs> Chicago Bulls. I mean, maybe they win. I don't I know. But this it's a different team. Conversations that just never. That wouldn't even look right. It'll never go. There's certain players that don't look right. Yeah, that would, I know. But I'm Clyde saying, like, wouldn't look right in no, Utah, right? Analogy there. But you know what? How would Key look in a Clipper jersey? Great. Mm. Great for us. Great for the show. Because maybe we'll find a way that Key has to wear a Clipper jersey. We'll discuss that. After Jay. After Jay has this from Granger. For all the ones who get it done, hopefully like Key's Lakers, Granger is always there to help. 
Granger always offers supplies and solutions for every industry, 24-7 support, free access to product specialists, and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people even safer. Call 1-800-GRANGER, click Granger.com, or just stop on by. Coming up this morning on KJC, NBA Commissioner Adam Silver on the play-in tournament and the state of the NBA as we head into the playoffs. Adam Silver with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. This morning at 9.15 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN News. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. I want to be a champion. It ain't nothing I want more. It's a new season for us. That's the mentality we all want to have. You know what I'm here for. We have to be ready. We're not going to overcomplicate it. It's the process. <laughs> NBA playoffs, one more play-in game to go through tonight, and then we have it all set, the full bracket, and I'm ready for it. We've got the major markets involved in it, and that's a conversation that Key and I have to have in a moment here, but want to update you on on the latest now poll that we have up on at KeyJNZ as we're going through market madness. We have our one-name wonder region of the number ones that we came up with through our our search of 16 different markets around the country. Our number ones are Giannis, Yachty, T.Y., and Penny. And right now Giannis is running away with it. There's a few more minutes left in uh, the voting. 43.3% for Giannis. 
Yadi Molina right behind him, 29.5%. The superstar from the Cardinals. Speaking of Cardinals, tune into a NL Central battle Sunday as the Cardinals host the Cubs. Coverage of Sunday Night Baseball begins at 6 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app, and at 7 p.m. on ESPN TV. But as we talked about, so we have the major markets, Key. You have yeah. the Clippers and Lakers. Yes. You have the Knicks and the Nets. Yes. And there's a lot of excitement in New York about the Knicks. They sold out 15,000 in their first two games. 15,000 for game one, 15,000 for game 30 two. 30 grand. I, I mean, 30 already grand. now the building is going to be almost filled, and they sold them out what, fast. What's uh, what's the building? 20... 18. Yeah, it was 18. Yeah, 18 and change. Wow. Yeah, 18 and change at the Garden. Right. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's not as big there, as you no, think. No, I, I thought it was much bigger, but I also am wowing because – that is basically a sold-out building. Yeah, it's almost 19000 Yeah, I right. mean, okay, so, yeah, you're no, missing, so it's, so it's going to be at least a couple hundred that probably sneak in. <laughs> it usually is. No, it's going to be loud there. Including you probably could count the rats. You know, I'm sure there's rats running around inside somewhere. It's New York. It's New York, so we're just going to have them. It's also above a train station. So. Oh, yeah, so that's even worse. <laughs> Remember huh? that, too. Penn Station <laughs> is below, so there's some things you can't control, but – but still, it's it's and whenever Adam Silver on at nine fifteen, by the way, the NBA commissioner, and he's got to, again having the major markets involved is always a big deal, especially when all four teams. So you and I just were discussing something the other day, and you said to me because I was saying if the Nets meet the Lakers in the finals, that I would root for your Lakers, and you told me, oh, you're not being a good New Yorker. Yeah, you're not. Supposed all right, well, to. let me flip it. Okay. If the Clippers get to the finals, yeah, are you rooting for the Clippers because you're from L.A.? No, I'm not rooting for the Clippers. Well, then you're a bad L.A. The no, Los because they're not really L.A. Well, the Nets aren't really New York. I mean, it seems like to me that they're more New York than the Clippers are L.A. How? Because people... They've been here for a minute. The Clippers have been there a long time. Yeah, but they just it seemed like... Building. It just seemed you like share the Brooklyn building. thing... What are they renting? They're not sharing. The, the Brooklyn thing is just New York. Brooklyn is New York too, right? Oh, it's a borough, yeah, in New yeah, York. Yeah, so it's yeah. just – But they've transplanted from New Jersey. And they, it's, they've been to finals and stuff like that. In New Jersey. But it's still – the Clippers ain't been to nothing. In San Diego right, – That's fair. Unless that's, it was the Braves maybe when they were the Braves. Wasn't they Buffalo Braves before they were the were they San Buffalo? Diego yeah, – I think they I think were think Buffalo right. Braves before they were the San Diego Clippers. But they changed the name so they don't yeah. get the credit for the Buffalo Braves and Bob they McAdoo. Some great teams. They don't get Buffalo that credit. They don't get team. that credit at all. But no, of course it, not. But, no, I would not – here's how crazy it is. I would root for Golden State before I would root for the Clippers. Yeah, that's Northern California. But it's still California. Yeah, but I could see that. In the way that I do things is my L.A. teams are gone. Now I move around the state depending okay. on what it is. See, I had this thing when the Giants played the Patriots in the Super Bowl, and this was a big argument in New York. Well, if you're a Jets fan, you don't root for the Giants. That's a rival. But then you can't root for the Patriots, so who you're rooting for? I rooted for the Giants. Yeah, as you reason. should. It's New York. They play in the other conference. I don't consider them the rival like I do the Patriots, so I wanted the Giants to win, but and the they Giants did both are times. New York, though. But, again, it's not the same thing as why wouldn't I want the Nets to uh, – they're the one team in New York. Like, my, my mother is a diehard Mets fan, so I'm happy for her if the Mets – when they went to the World Series 2050, I was happy. See, the I, Angels, I, I wanted the, to see them win. The Angels that, that's a great thing. The Angels are in L.A. because the Angels are not in L.A. They're in Orange County, and they've never been in L.A. that I can think of. So it's not like – even though they're called the Los Angeles right. Angels – 
there in Orange County. And you don't consider like Rams charges are they're too new, even though the Rams have some history. Raiders in LA, are Raiders are a bigger team that. in Los Angeles than the Rams and the Chargers. When the Rams combined. win the Super Bowl, did you have any? When they went to the Super Bowl, yeah, the, the most because recently, I worked for ESPN. No, absolutely none. They dislike me because of that. So it didn't matter to you. LA, if they won, they won. It's like ah, they win. It's cool, fine. Right. So the Raiders would have went. I'd be like, yeah, that's what's up. <laughs> that still blows my mind. The Raiders, who aren't even – was this the fourth city that they've ever been in now? They haven't been everywhere. <laughs> they even to a point Third. where Al Davis took money from Irwindale, California, <laughs> duped them out of some yep. millions to say he would think about going there. But L.A., like New York, has pretty much two of almost everything, including, yes. which we don't have here, major college programs. Yes. UCLA, yeah, USC. See, that, I wouldn't root for UCLA. Well, I can either. understand that because you yeah. went to USC. Yeah. It wouldn't be something that you would they ever do. They could fall flat on their face. Is there any team because you're a Dodger fan? There's, so there's no team that you would like root for because they're LA, because you have too many allegiances to the main LA teams, right? Yeah, I, like I don't care if the Angels win. Like if the Dodgers didn't go and the Angels win, it's like okay, whatever. I'd probably be out walking my dogs or something. Wouldn't Doing even the watch. Game seven. No, I don't care. How about this? If the Clippers somehow get past the Lakers okay. and get to the NBA Finals, would you wear a Clipper jersey on air as like – because you're saying there's no way the Lakers are losing. Yeah, I would I'd dress all clip. I'll come clip out. If the Clippers get to the Finals. If the Clippers get to the, the Finals and play against whoever out the East and the Lakers go home – yeah, I got you. No, no problem. So it's not even like they have to beat the Lakers. And you can put me in like a Darnell Valentine Clipper jersey. You can put me like a, you know, Lancaster Garden or something. You can put me in Ken Norman. Can Zach we find Randolph. those? Can we even find those? <laughs> I'm just naming random Clippers. We can find any Clippers. jersey, though. We can make a jersey for you. <laughs> you don't even have to put me in like Bill Walt. Well, Bill... You put me in bills. The Dan, San Diego Danny. Clippers jersey would be hilarious, but I want one. I want an L.A. I want a, a current member. I want you wearing like a Kawhi Leonard. No, I think he was a current member of L.A. Bill was a current member of L.A. for like a short stint. He was right? in L.A.? Yeah, I okay. think so, yeah. But, but I'm just saying like like to, to get you – actually, the L.A., the black L.A. ones, those are pretty sweet though. Those third jerseys. Man, you know the, the Clippers ones about, are the Clipper renting ones? from the Lakers, man. <laughs> then the owner who's got but more you, money than right. God goes and buys – He's trying, he's trying to get himself a He's building. trying to get close to the lake. They Listen, had to go buy up, our though, building. If you love him so much, why don't you join him? We'll explain why a champion with the Celtics wants Brad. 